Welcome back to the program. Glad to have you. The Bill Michael Show continuing on. Hour number two. Good, good stuff. Ben Kenny alongside. We're in the same studio today. We'll be back. Uh, I'll be back in the regular studio tomorrow. Back in the uh, in, in my home studio. You'll be back out here, uh, as always, as we start to get ready for our broadcast. One week away. Less than a week away now and counting as we'll be live from Radio Row in Arizona leading up to Super Bowl and uh, looking forward to that. Uh, we It's it's great because uh, we are already getting calls. Uh, we've been doing this now, God, 13, 14 years, I guess, is uh, the is how long we've been doing this, myself. and Mike Clemens has been covering Super Bowls for forever. Um, but I guess the last time... We when we started doing this, it was we didn't we were at the Super Bowl obviously with Green Bay and Pittsburgh. We did not cover the Giants, and no, we did. We were in at Lucas Oil, and the one we didn't go to, Mike went to, was at Mercedes Benz Stadium. That was the one that I missed. I was sick, and uh, they Mike was in New Orleans. I was not. So basically since 2010, 2011, we've been doing Super Bowls together and covering these things. So uh, We were at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey, which was an absolute mess. Um, that that was that was bad. Back back when New England and Seattle were playing in, in uh, Arizona, at Levi Stadium, Denver and Carolina, NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas. That was an event. Did I ever tell you about that? No. Wait. So now we've been doing this a long time. So you go back now 13 years, 14 years together. Uh, and even before that, we'd covered a couple of them. Uh, we were down in uh, Dolphin Stadium in Miami for Indianapolis and Chicago. And you go back a ways. But, um, but consecutively, we've been doing this for quite some time. But we go to Houston. And usually what happens is um, for what I do, I get Airbnb. And if I, uh, the minute it opens up, because Airbnb usually is about 10 months out for your trip where houses will be available. So you, you get on it right away. Like the minute they open up in or in uh, Las Vegas for next year, I'll jump on it before the people have a chance to raise the price because they know Super Bowl's coming. So I'll jump on it in April or May and book the house. And then we're set up, we're ready to go. We usually get like a three-bedroom house for myself and the staff. So we booked a house in Houston, and I booked a nice house. And, I, you know, you can usually, if you're smart, you, for 10 days, 12 days, you can get it for about 2000 bucks. It's not bad. And the most I've ever paid was L.A. last year. It was like $3,600. And it was for a two-bedroom condo next to the 110 which was awful. That's when Clements is pantsless on the floor. Oh uh, yeah, on that, the couch. Yes, he. Yes, it was. Uh, it was. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we then I had a friend of mine call me and say, "Hey, do you need a place to stay in Houston?" And I said, "Yeah." She said, "Well, you can use my friend's house. They're moving." And I said, "Really? That'd be great." So we were going to like have no expense. So I I got out of the Airbnb. Which the woman was glad because then they could raise the price for Super Bowl. So instead of getting the twenty five hundred or whatever it was, two thousand, I think they rented it for like five. So we get to Houston and they said the key, you know, those little master lock where you code in, you know, and then the thing opens up and it gives you the key to the door. So we got the key to the house. We walked in, beautiful home in a neighborhood. By the way, the neighborhood was just like wiped off the map when they had the tornadoes. 
hmm. a couple of weeks or one wow. last week. Yeah. So it was right down the street from where the tornadoes hit. But uh, I get we we open the door. We get there late at night. It's probably I shouldn't say late. It's it's later. It's dark. It's like eight thirty at night. We land. We get to the house. And we're only what looks to be 20 minutes from downtown. We didn't realize that three miles was going to take an hour and a half. But it was pretty close to downtown. And we walk in the door, and I flip the lights on. There is not one piece of furniture. I mean nothing. <laughs> they gave you a house. They gave us a house. We were squatters. That's it. Basically. <laughs> they they gave us, and I said, well, I finally texted her back. I'm like, look, I appreciate the use of the house. But even the refrigerator was gone. <laughs> There was nothing. They have toilets? The toilets. No toilet paper. That's so true. Mike has got a picture of me. We went to Walmart, and I bought two bar stools so we could sit at the breakfast counter and do our work. I bought a, co- I got, bought a cooler, so we had a refrigerator. I bought blow-up air mattresses. I had to buy a shower curtain, towels, bedding. You know, I mean, we basically had to kind of – I bought a television. We didn't have a TV, you know, and I can't sleep without TV. We had zero internet. Or no, I take that back. She did have internet that was connected for like another five days. So we had it for five days and then it went out because uh, whoever her service provider was had it that long. So we basically had to minimally furnish this place. And Mike's got a picture of me sitting Indian style, with my legs crossed yoga style on the floor, um, you know, screwing together you know, bar stools in the middle of the night, like one in the morning after we got back. But our, our cart consisted of like two cases of water, coolers. We had two or three carts. I'm, I'm lugging around like a train. And then like beer, you know, we had beer cases sitting on top and everything. It was just, that was the most bizarre experience I think I've ever had. I mean, it was a great time. Don't get me wrong. But it was the most bizarre experience I think I ever had going to Super Bowl. I was walking in going, oh, we got this beautiful house in this incredible neighborhood. Walked through the door and there was nothing. They had nothing to give us. I mean, there was nothing in the house. Not a damn thing. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. 877-867-1670. Um, let's see here. What else do we have here? This is uh, this is from Mark. Mark says, uh, the matchup is great. I wanted to see Cincinnati get there. Uh, one more time, that would have been really cool. How long is it before Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals can't afford to be back because of the money they're going to have to spend on all the players that are coming up? That's a great question because Burrow's coming up, Jamar Chase is coming up, T. Higgins is coming up. They've got like five or six guys, all implication guys, all impact players that are all coming up for salary. And now I know Mike Brown is already – said something publicly to the effect of the affordability of the blah, blah, blah. And it was, it was, um, it was basically a statement of we're going to try to get everybody in, but we're going to have to really get guys to take the hometown discount. I, you know, I'm not taking a hometown discount if I'm Joe Burrow. You'd like to, don't get me wrong, considering he's from Ohio, but it Mike Brown already trying to be cheap. So I, as long as Mike Brown's still the owner of the team, I get the sense that my prediction when I left there in 1999 of the Bengals never winning a Super Bowl will still stay intact uh, because he, he is unbelievably cheap. But you're right. Once uh, that Now, we know with Patrick Mahomes and the amount of money Patrick Mahomes is getting paid right now, we know that Patrick Mahomes, should he win the Super Bowl, that he will be the first, first quarterback um, – in uh, the Super Bowl era, so to speak, and the salary cap era, 
to win making more than 13.5% of the team's total salary, uh, as we talked about in the first hour of the program. So if they're able to do that, then it gives you, you know, it gives others hope, so to speak, for teams that do have court, do pay quarterbacks a high amount. And with, with the salaries increasing anyway for quarterbacks, you just assume it's going to be natural that eventually there's going to be a quarterback or two or five or what have you that are going to continue to raise up and uh, and raise the uh, raise that uh, that that salary cap level as it's going to continue to go through the roof for quarterbacks and the guaranteed money specifically. But they have, let's see here, this uh, this offseason they have Jesse Bates, the safety, and Jesse Bates is gone. He's already said he wants to be the highest-paid safety in the league. Uh, Von Bell, Hayden Hurst, who was pretty pretty key to their passing game. Eli Apple, Eli Apple, eh, he's not, I'm not paying him a lot. He gets burned more than anything. He has, he plays like Sam Shields without Sam Shields' speed. Eli Apple lets you get behind him and think that he can just close because he's baited you into a bad throw, and then he does nothing but bitch about it after the fact. And after. then he talks more than yes. than any of them. Jermaine Pratt. Uh, P. Ryan is going to come up. Now, P. Ryan, I like. I like him as a running back. Uh, Drew Sample, Trey Flowers, and the Bengals are going to be $44 million under the salary cap, but they're also budgeting uh, eventually for Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. They're all coming up the year after, so to speak. But they want to get something with Joe Burrow done now. You don't want to let him go into that next year of his contract without something in place. But yeah, they they want to get something done relatively quick. So yeah, you're right. It's going to be uh, it's going to that window is now closing. Same thing with Jalen Hurts. As soon as Jalen Hurts gets paid, because you know he's going to get paid, and as soon as he gets paid, what does that begin to do to that team? You know, and then what's the next crop of up and comers? Who would be the next quarterback or two or four that would put themselves into that list of? We're the up-and-comers. We're not paid yet, but we're going to have enough team around us. Could Tua do that? He could. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Won. Caleb Williams coming yep. up next year. Oh, geez. <laughs> uh, you know what? I was really a Caleb Williams fan. I was hoping he was coming to Wisconsin. He didn't, and I understood it. And then I watched him play, uh, watched him play and then I listened to his interviews, and I'm like, what an absolute egotistical jackass. And I hope he throws nothing but picks the rest of his career. Yeah. I like him. I know you do. I like him. I think he's going to be good. But I hope he throws picks. Trevor Lawrence is one of those. I mean, the Bengals' decision here is with Jamar Chase and Higgins and how good all those guys are, with the market and how it's trending, they might be giving like half of their salary cap to three players. Right. Burrow, Chase, Higgins, and then maybe Boyd. But you talk about why the team is where it's at. Jesse Bates, Von Bell, Hubbard. Yeah. A lot of those defensive guys. Yep. Like Burrow's incredible. But they have a sneaky, really good defensive core. Right. They just might have to part ways with them. And I think that's different than the Eagles where they have a bunch of one-year guys that are cheap and are very good and will go elsewhere. But uh, I think the Eagles' core is, I don't know, better set to yeah. withstand the money, yep. I would say. There's quite a few teams. I mean, uh, as John puts it, to eight, of the, uh, eight of the 11 defensive starters on the Eagles are up for contracts yeah. coming up after the season as well. That'll be a different look. Well, half of them, team. they got this offseason. Right. Bradbury for no money, Garner Johnson, um, Kaiser White, TJ right. Edwards, former Badger. Yep, yep, no doubt. I mean, once you start paying the quarterbacks big money, it it, it changes things dramatically. Um, then the, uh, the, um, the other side of the coin is, you can, you know, you remember you can't win it without a good defense. And what I'll tell you this. If you're going to talk about an AFC championship uh, player that should have been given, you know, the MVP, Chris Jones. 
You talk about wherever they lined him up, inside, outside, they flipped him side to side. I mean, that guy was a beast. He basically took the game on himself and said, you are – did you hear his comments after the game? About, no. about uh, you know, Cincinnati and all the, you know, I guess they had a lot of bulletin board material, not necessarily from, we'll say, uh, Bengals players, but more so from fans, the mayor, national writers talking about Cincinnati and the solidification of their offense and what they did to the, uh, what they did to the Buffalo Bills and how they've gotten so much better and how they should be able to handle the pass rush of Kansas City. And he, he took all of those, I guess, and taped it in his locker throughout the week and was reading off during the game of it's you're not in our house. You're, you're not going to come in and say this stuff about us and tell us what you're going to do and think we're just going to roll over and allow it to happen. He, I mean, he took it personally. He had a, you know, I know that you, you don't put a lot of stock. Players will say we don't listen to the outside noise. Rodgers has said that a bunch of times. But then every time he comes in and plays extremely well, he'll point the finger at people that said things about him. But then you want to say, but you don't listen to what we say? Come on. You know, we all know players hear it. But they will take whatever they can as motivation to 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 kind of rally themselves and put that in the back of their mind uh, and, and say, you're not going to best us in this particular fashion. Chris Jones, I mean, I guess some of the things that were said specifically, he took personally. And, and man, you talk about a guy playing with his hair on fire. What do you have, two sacks yesterday and like six pressures or something like that I read? He was everywhere. He was a beast. Yeah. A beast yesterday. For the, uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Love to hear from you. Uh, Rick says, am I taking Ben to Arizona? You can't go. Evo took day, the, the, the week off. I can't go. Yep. I'm hosting of morning show. Of all the years, not to be able to go. Of all the years, you can't go when your team's out there. It's okay. I've made plans. Frankly, I'd rather be home in yeah. Philadelphia for it. So I'm going to fly home. Okay. In two weekends and watch the game at home. All right. Which is fine. So you're watching a game at home. Are you going to be back here on that Monday to produce we'll the show? We'll see. I've taken red eyes out before. Okay. To, to get here. Because I can't imagine. Now, what, what would be worse? Coming on the air and doing the show and producing the show the next day after the Eagles win? Or after the Eagles loss? Worse for me or worse for the listeners? Yeah. If the Eagles win, <laughs> you know. If the Eagles win, you're coming in a bleary-eyed mess. I'd be a bleary-eyed mess anyway. And if, yeah, I was going to say, if they come in with a loss. It's a sad bleary-eyed mess. It's a sad bleary-eyed mess, but probably with a modicum of anger. A little bit. Yeah. I don't, like, it's Andy Reid who frightens me. But that, I I mean, the the morning show guy in Philly drove Andy Reid out of town, hates him. And he's retiring in a week. Yeah. And said in the beginning of the season, I'm retiring a week after the Eagles season. And it all has lined up where they're in the Super Bowl against his arch nemesis, Andy Reid. Why did he hate Andy Reid? The way he handled the media. He just wore thin on some people there. And this guy is uh, outspoken, I would say. Is Andy Reid the NFL equivalent of... (sighs) He's kind of like Mike McCarthy, in a way. A lot of success. And then at the end, the relationships got, got tough. So he's not the Nick Saban would be Bill Belichick because Nick Saban runs Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Yeah. You don't ask a question he doesn't like, you know, otherwise he will never give you anything. Was Andy Reid that way? You would ask the question to Andy and he would not like it at all. Yeah. They kept asking. There was a lot of things. I mean, there was a lot of things about Andy publicly and personally that weren't right. You know, I know he went through trials and tribulations with his family and with his son and everything, and I understand all of that. But there were some things there that were like, whoa, 
you know, you can't just gloss over and act like it's not there. You know, you got to ask the the giant pink elephant in the room question, so to speak. You know, I know Rogers is the same way, but Rogers, when he did the whole immunization versus vaccination thing and in an own, in own essence kind of misled, that opened the door to say, wait a minute, we can't necessarily trust everything you just say anymore. We can ask a follow-up question whether you get mad or not, but... I get it. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Broadcasting out of the Madison studios today. Hanging out with Ben. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over at Pindell. P-I-N-D-E-L dot com is where you want to go if you're a quality machining manufacturing company that needs that kind of help. Or if you are looking for a job, Pindell Global is looking to hire. So if you're looking for a fantastic company to work for, great benefits, great starting wages, and they will train you. And in addition to that, whether it's robotics or the old-fashioned way, they will help you also if you want to take and advance that into maybe your own business down the road. Who knows? They can help you out with that as well. But uh, they're good people over there, and all they want to do is get get better and better and better, and they like to have people, like to have careers, not just jobs. That's our friends at Pindell. Go to P-I-N-D-E-L.com, Pindell.com. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michael Show brought to you by our good friends over there at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Go to WISHD.com. That is WISHD.com. And I was with uh, Craig uh, Craig Ringer over the weekend. As a matter of fact, saw him for a little bit, him and his wife, Kelly. And uh, they got a lot of good stuff coming up uh, this season for the riding season. That's for darn sure. But go to Wisconsin Harley-Davidson and Oconomowoc halfway between uh, Milwaukee, Madison, go to WISHD.com right off of 94, just south of 94 on Highway 67 in Oconomowoc. And if you want to see some of the uh, some of the bikes they have, again, WISHD.com. The uh, 2023s and the anniversary bikes are now coming in. And, uh, you know, if you're getting there and you still want to ride, but maybe you're not uh, good on two wheels, they have a big selection of trikes as well. And a new and used, as a matter of fact. And whether it's motor clothes, uh, stuff back in the uh, parts department, uh, the clearance room. It's a clearance room. It's not just clearance stuff. It's a whole clearance room. But uh, you can check back back there. And uh, if you're going to get your bike serviced and get it summarized, getting it all ready to go for the riding season, that's another thing to think about. Go to WISHD.com. That's WISHD.com. Every time I go in there, though, I end up they, they got a lot of local crafters that make, like, Harley-type stuff. And they sell a lot of that stuff in the showroom. And every now and then you'll find one of those local crafters. Really cool stuff for the house or, you know, gift ideas or what have you. But uh, go to WISHD.com. That's WISHD.com. Um, John says, by the way, it sucks that you're not going to a Super Bowl. He says, what if he fronted the plane tickets to go? Uh, maybe you could work on site. It's not about that. It's the fact that uh, Ebo screwed you. He basically took off. He's uh, he's on vacation, so you got to stay here in the studio. Yep. There was nothing I can do. I'm also obviously at a point in my career where, you know, much of my employment status is thanks to someone yeah. like Ebo. I just waited. I, I was so hoping for the, we're here on the 16th, a hole in one. Wait a minute. A naked Eagles fan wearing nothing more than a jersey <laughs> around his neck has run across the green, and there you are, and you're drunk, and you're taken yeah. down by security. So you would combine both the Super Bowl and the Eagles being there with your passion for golf as falling and being beaten and tased right there on the 16th 16th green at the TPC Scottsdale. That's the worst part about all of it. 
not being able to go for that Saturday. Yeah. yeah. It's the first designated ev- event, too, of the season with the whole yeah. PGA Tour changes for the people that care. Yeah. Even though I'm sure many don't. The, but now it's... You, you Have you ever been to that event? No. It is... Uh, we were there a couple of years ago. Well, I shouldn't say a couple of years ago. Back when the... Uh, uh, they had uh, the Super Bowl there. That was the Russell Wilson goal line interception. Yes, year? yes. And you know, had they run Marshawn Lynch, you know, maybe they go along and win. And they got there only for the fact that the, the Packers screwed the pooch, so to speak, uh, yep. with Bostic going up, and, and that's a whole painful thing to think about. But that being said, uh, yeah, we we hung out for that, and that's and it's gotten worse. And I don't mean worse in the sense of worse as in it's it's an awful event to go to, but worse behavioral wise oh, on yeah. the 16th. It's it, gotten really crazy. It's gotten aggressive. Yeah. But I think it's good. It's very unique. Yeah. You don't have it everywhere and then you have this one controlled crazy hub. Right. And they allow crazy to be crazy to a certain extent. It's not awful, it's not violent, it's just you know, but what what I'm, you know, I, if I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, I'm running this tournament and you're trying to make money, think about it this way. It is $14 a beer. Think of all the cans that fly out that a lot of them still full that people are then going to be buying. And you're talking thousands of beer cans that they flail if somebody hits a hole in one. That means all those people are going to buy another beer, a replacement beer. And they're going to say it's worth it because I got a chance to see a hole-in-one and I got a chance to see the 16th fairway in green be overtaken by aluminum. Plus, I mean, there's something fun deep to the heart about throwing a beer. As long as you're not going to injure somebody. Right, as long as you're not throwing it at somebody. Right, the yeah. act of throwing a can yeah. of beer. Yeah. Presumably I, somewhere I, there, safe. There were guys betting on how close they could get it to the rake stick. Next, <laughs> next. I'm not kidding. How close they could get it to the rake stick. Again, the bunker. It was t- next to the bunker. How close you could get it to the rake stick, or if you could get it into the mid cut. If you don't throw it and don't get it stuck in the tall grass, which is because for those that don't golf, there's three. There's the fairway grass, which is very tiny and thin and very well manicured. And then there's just about three feet off the fairway which is the mid-cut grass, which is usually about an inch long, and then you get into the to the rough, which is the higher grass, which is usually a mandatory three inches or more by the PGA. You try to get to the mid-cut. If you can throw it to the mid-cut and get it stuck there, then guys would bet on that. You know, that's where they were trying to get it. And uh, it, it's wild, man. I kind of see it like the purge, like the concept of that movie where if everybody gets all of their crime out in one night, yeah. They won't be as, right. you know, they won't commit much crime during the rest of the year. That's like what it is there. It's like if we just let these idiots go crazy for two days yeah. here and be allowed, then they'll be fine. Yeah. Which never ends up being the case. But it's fun to watch on television. Yeah, it's a, it's a wild scene, man. That'll be a good. No well, doubt. We almost had Philadelphia and Buffalo going, which would be a catastrophe of beer drinking. Oh, that would be, yeah, they would drink the state dry. Speaking for the city of Philadelphia. Pardon the pun. It's, it's going to be a... Uh, a raucous yeah. week to two weeks. Now. Yeah. Because last time was they were in Minneapolis. I will say this from what cold. I understand, though. Now, I didn't see a lot of this the last time I was there during this, uh, during the, the, the Waste Management Open. But uh, from what I understand since then, it is now because I was asking about the house rentals. And I asked a buddy of mine, I said, what is it like? He said, Bill, go to any golf course on league night but make league night a Friday night with free beer. He said is a, it's a bunch of 35 to 60-year-old, middle-aged, somewhat older men 
who all wear golf shorts, who all wear Titleist fires, golf shoes, golf shoes That's everywhere the they go. And they all wear the vest of whatever significant course they've ever played at. They all act like they got millions of dollars to waste. And they're drunk, they're obnoxious, they're stupid, and they're boisterous. And he said that's every day and night during the TPC Scott. Yeah. Not only at the golf course, he said, but it's in the restaurants, it's in the bars, it's, it's a bunch of dudes on a drunken golf outing. That's what it is. Yeah, they want to get away from their wives. Yes. Things of that nature. Yeah. No, it'll be interesting. Or the wives go with them and the wives go shopping in old Scottsdale while all the guys are out, you know, raucousing around and such and, you know. Yeah. But you know what they call old Scottsdale? I don't. When it's not TPC time. No. Uh, that's Cougarville. Oh. It is a lot of women who have been, how do I put this? Enhanced? <laughs> and then divorced? And... <laughs> Yeah, boy. Uh, I'll tell you what, that's that's the reputation old Scottsdale has. Gotcha. That, yeah, if you're a young dude out there and you're half looks at all and you don't mind, uh, you know, saying howdy to anybody of 40 to 50 years of age, shabam! So for, so for a week at least we'll have that, but then yeah. we'll have uh, Philly scum, yeah. if you will. Yeah. And that'll be an interesting mix of people. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. This, you know, old Scottsdale, <laughs> that's got Ben Kenny written all over. I don't know, you know about that. Yeah. Again, I think when it's all said and done, it will be a good thing I'm not there. Okay. For my permanent record, for the sanctity of the show. <laughs> for the jail, you know, the lack of bail bonds and such. But, yeah. I mean, how many guests am I going to go be able to book if I'm over listening to the Philly station half the time? Yeah, you know? this, this is true. Well, I remember when, oh, God, what was it? Uh, Minnesota. Who was in Minnesota? It was Eagles Patriots. Eagles. That's what I thought. It was when the Philly, there was a guy from the Philly radio station that got into a fight with a guy from the Houston radio station. I know exactly what you're talking about. He used to work in Philly. He used to work in Philly. He then went to Houston, badmouthed some of the guys in Philly. They took it personal. They were literally, we were between them. So it was the ESPN set off to my left. Because uh, I'll never forget it because ESPN was set up in the – it was terrible. It was in the Mall of America. It was an awful setup. Right. It was cramped, and the Philly fans were crazy, which was fine. It sounded great. But they were – the whip was right behind me, and the Houston station was right in front of me. And those two guys got into a fight. Stephen A. Smith had to come over and break it up. I was on the air. Those guys are starting to scrap right there. And the guy from the whip had a wireless mic and wireless headset. So he got up and started meandering over on the air to confront the guy from Houston who was on the air. And that's kind of when things, when they went to commercial break, when it went awry. And Stephen A. Smith, you should have heard it. I, I love Stephen A. There's times he gets on my nerves and he makes my butt pucker. But I, I, he he was one of these, have some sense and sensibility to this. I mean, he was just laying into these guys. I mean, just laying into these guys. We are in a brotherhood. And, and he was going off on both of these guys. What in the hell is the matter with you? And you are setting a public scene. And this is, look at your fan base. And I mean, he, and it was like, we all just wanted to applaud. Like Stephen A., you're not necessarily the guy that I agree with all the time, but damn, it was awesome.
It was, and it went off right next to us. Yeah. Right I, next to I us. I was listening, actually, to WIP when that happened yeah. way back when. Yeah. I was dialed in all week. Yeah. I, I remember was, that. It was, uh, it was really interesting. And that was actually when um, that was the Super Bowl when they brought Patrick Mahomes. Lee Steinberg brought Patrick Mahomes to me. And he had not been told yet that Alex Smith was traded. He literally found out on my show. He sat down, it broke, and Lee leaned over and said, my guy's the new starting quarterback. And so, and, and Patrick sat down, was going to do the interview with us. And I said, well, hey, congratulations, man. You're the guy. And he went, thanks. What do you mean? He was kind of clueless. He didn't know. And I said, well, Alex Smith has been traded. And he, like, his jaw dropped. He's like, what? Because he really didn't know. And he looked at Lee, and Lee went, like, thumbs up, nodding his head, and that's how he found out, was on our program, was sitting right there. And then we followed it up with Mike Sherman. After that, yeah. Mike Sherman was coaching a team, high school team up in New England or something like that at the time. But, you know, kind of anticlimactic after that. But that being said. And then after that, he took that mojo and went on to greatness. I'm going to say it all started on our program. I would agree with that generally. Yeah. Uh, or you are incendiary enough to ignite fights between cities. So, well, I, I, was, I was in between. We, you know, you know who else came to the uh, came to the rescue was Doctor Oz. Oh. He, he was working Radio Row at the time. Doctor Oz came over. There's some there's some and, irony there. He was trying to create peace at the time, and all I kept thinking was, if somebody hits him, they may dent his face because it's kind of plastic. <laughs> Doctor Oz looks really ghoulish up front, up close. It's got kind of that play, like he's had some work done, I think, and they could dent one of the pellets or one of the plastic inserts that's under his cheeks or something that they, yeah, they could have, they could have cracked him. So anyway, there you go. Uh, 877-867-1670. We'll get back to the phone calls. I'm, I apologize. I rambled on a little bit longer than I wanted to hang in there. We got a lot more to get to this portion of the program. You know where I stopped today on my way out to Madison. I stopped at quick trip, did use the quick rewards card, but uh, got tons of water. Oh my goodness. After being sick over the weekend. Uh, and just storing water. Now I'm going through the water like crazy. It's got some water. Got a couple of things to uh, get me going. I got the free sandwich this morning, which was awesome. Thing was filled up. The tank was filled up. Good to go. But love our friends at Quick Trip. Stopped out. Wanted to say hi to Jane and Mark, who work at the store in Johnson Creek, just south of the highway. Not the one north of the highway, the one south of the highway. Uh, Mark said hello when I walked through the door. He said, hey, you do shop at Quick Trip. I said, yes, I do. And Mark uh, is one of the team leaders there. So I wanted to say hi to Mark and Jane, who uh, checked me out. They're great people. Uh, Well, at least from what I saw, uh, they're fun people. Very nice, very kind, very cordial. Great to all their customers and guests. So uh, thanks to our friends over at Quick Trip. And don't forget, when you stop there, use your Quick Rewards card. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program, and we are glad you are with us. If you are looking for something to do, I know it's cold outside. That's all right. Our friends at Lux Bays, Lux Golf Bays in Franklin, Wisconsin, they are heated. Even on a day that it's five degrees, uh, they can still keep you warm out there, at least warm enough to go out and swing a golf club. Go to L-U-X-E, LuxGolfBays.com. Great place to go, whether it's uh, individually or with a small group. Get a bunch of people together. Uh, You can play a little golf in the simulators or uh, take maybe a corporate outing, team building type of stuff. Uh, They have a bar there. They have a restaurant there. TVs all over the joint. 
going to rent one of the uh, one of the Lux. Just see what it is. It's so cool. Go to Lux L U X E LuxGolfBays.com. That's LuxGolfBays.com. And I have been sending the the Golf Bay videos to one Ben Kenny very often when I'm sitting around with nothing to do at night. I have gotten them. I have viewed them. I've responded to some of them. Some of them are a little. You know. I mean, yeah, your your Facebook and Instagram feed is what it is, you know? Yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, it is what you're... But was I lying? Uh, not at it, all. What we're talking about is there's websites, there's, there's certain Instagram things where it's just between the ages of what? Probably 21 and 25-year-old girls smoking hot, tight dresses like they're going clubbing in New York, and they go, to, they go play like Lux Golf. Which objective, like they have beautiful golf swings, and they they all can hit the hell out of the ball. Yeah, which is what I'm more fascinated by. Yeah, frankly, right, well that that, that <laughs> you are definitely something wrong with you, but uh, but it it's the, a lot of the times it looks as if it's kind of cold where they're at. Yeah, yeah. So and they're still hitting it, you know, um, 200 yards, dead nuts down the middle, but they're doing it in five inch stiletto heels and. So every time, every every now and then, I'll be scrolling through and I'll be like watching. There'll be you know like ESPN highlights and NFL highlights, and then all of a sudden you go go to golf, and I watch a couple of golf videos of fat guys hitting it off the golf cart and everything, and all of a sudden it's like boom. Next thing you know, there's this. I'm like, oh, I'm sending that to Ben right there. And Ben, instead of sending me something back, going, "Man, she's beautiful," or "Oh my God, that where where is this?" Ben will go, "Oh, she's got a magnificent swing. Keeps her elbow in, and boy, straight down the middle." I said, "Man, that's pure. <laughs> that's a pure swing. He hits it well. Oh, look at that swing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you're the guy that just sits back there and starts drinking, and the girl is like getting up to the, you know, addressing the ball. And you're like, oh God, she, oh she, she's in five inch heels, but you're like. She keeps her head down. Yeah, look at that. Look at the concentration. Oh, she got what a backswing. Oh, and you, oh, and instead of like you're a trip, you don't even do that. You're just like oh, it's straight off the tee. Oh, God. wasn't a slice. She didn't hit behind the ball. She didn't chunk it. Oh my goodness, you're that guy. I can't defend myself here. No, I mean, uh, we're in the studio, and as you could see, there's a very small television, which is made smaller by the fact the screen isn't fully covered, and it is always on Golf Channel, and that is how I pass the time. There you go. 877-867-1670. I promised I'd get back to the phone calls. I'm woefully late for a break. we got to take another one real quick. But then, when we come back, I promise you we're going to get back. Tommy's listening to us in Mount Pleasant, a cast of thousands on hold. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right around the corner right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Chiefs and the Eagles in Super Bowl 57. The Chiefs won the AFC title with a 23-20 win over the Bengals at Arrowhead. Former Packers Marquez Valdez-Scanling led the Chiefs receivers with six catches for 119 yards, including a key first down and a touchdown. Head coach Andy Reid. Uh, MVS uh, had, a, had a nice day. Our young secondary, uh, two of them got interceptions. Chris Jones had an unbelievable game along with Frank Clark. I mean, uh, constantly in the backfield. Quarterback Patrick Mahomes was able to play despite that high ankle sprain. I didn't expect to be able to run very much just from the way it felt. The training staff did a great job of uh, getting me enough range of, uh, and mobility that I was able to protect myself. And, um, and you could see that I didn't have that burst that I usually have. So 
I got the ball out of my hands quickly. I think you saw that. I threw a few, probably a few more checkdowns than I usually would throw um, and relied on my teammates to make the plays happen, and that's what they did. Bengals head coach Zach Taylor. Oh, it aches. Trust me. You know, to be this close, to our, our goal is to win the Super Bowl. So to be seconds away again of getting back there and, you know, watching them celebrate, it's, it's, it's horrible. The Eagles beat the 49ers 31-7 at Lincoln Financial Field in Philly. Quarterback Jalen Hurts able to lead his team to a victory coming off a shoulder injury last month. I know I've been through a lot personally, but I want to steer it from the direction of how good this team has been to playing together, um, being together, challenging one another. Got, got a chance to go out there and win it all, so we want to prepare to go do that. San Francisco head coach Kyle Shanahan on how his number one ranked defense gave up four touchdowns all on the ground. I think the penalties really got to our defense. Uh, I think a number of them were self-inflicted that we got to do better on. Um, that's what got them going. 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy went down in the opening drive with a right elbow injury. His backup, Josh Johnson, had to leave the game with a concussion. So Purdy finished the game with handoffs, pitches, unable to throw the ball more than 10 yards. 49ers tight end George Kittle. Yeah, I mean, you dress two quarterbacks when neither one of them can throw and neither one of them is really available. Kind of uh, limits what you could do as an offense, kind of limits our playbook to like 15 plays. So, you know, life kind of just punches you in the face sometimes and it is what it is. We'll have Super Bowl 57 coverage from Phoenix all next week. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. <laughs> Thanks from our guys at Burn Pit Barbecue. Now, Super Bowl is grilling time. And if you're going to use, uh, you're going to have some wings. We all know we like to prepare our own. So whether it's barbecue, honey barbecue, hot, they have hot sauces, different rubs. Maybe you're a smoker kind of guy or girl for that matter. Uh, go to our friends at Burn Pit BBQ. Order it now. They can usually get it to you within a couple of days. But if you order it now, go to burnpitbbq.com. Burnpitbbq.com. And they can get it shipped out to you right away. That way you have the, the sauces, the rubs, the hot sauces all right there ready for your big game day party. Good stuff for the big one coming up. Good stuff. Uh, there you go. That's from our friends at burnpitbbq.com. That's burnpitbbq.com. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Tom says, I'm just logging into the show now, taking a listen to it. Congrats to Ben and the Eagles. You, you, how many? I wonder how many Eagles fans listen to this show now that are bonafide. Uh, I wasn't an Eagles fan before, but I'm, I, I'm now because of nice one Ben Kenny. Well, uh, your friend, our friend, Dwayne, hit me up on Twitter and yeah. said congratulations yesterday. Really? Yeah, which I deeply appreciate. The funny thing is in the morning, I've created a lot of Chiefs fans. Oh, well, because I, they want to see me well, sad. Well, you and Rowdy, I, I'll tell you what, uh, you guys go at it. We do. Yeah. We do. We tend to disagree. You enjoy to things. antagonize each other. When did Rowdy get the uh, the, the goatee? I Recently. Today, did he? Yeah, okay. his, his shaver ran out of juice halfway through. That that, that kid, you know, he, he's a, a diminutive stout guy, but he, <laughs> he can grow some facial hair pretty quick. Uh, more I came than, in, I'm like, where'd that come from? More than me, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it should be an interesting week of radio when it's only us two locked in a room. Yeah, for four hours. Well, you know, it's it's like I'm I'm Italian, but I got like three chest hairs, so you know, <laughs> I, I don't necessarily become a Sasquatch overnight either. But that, I tell you what, if you let him go, he could become a Yeti. Yeah, he's been there. He could be sure. roaming the hallways, man, and scaring people. He could be Sasquatching outside. He's squatching. That's the guy that they see at the uh, 
at the Starbucks having a having a uh, latte and they swear it's Sasquatch. He glues his hand to the counter. Yeah, he could be that guy. You know, Psh, well, yeah, there you have it. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Mark says, when are you going to talk about Adam Schefter's tweet? We talked about it earlier today. Um, and by the way, Mark, uh, this is the Mark listening to us in Marshfield. Uh, we talked about it earlier today. I, I don't know what the hell to make of it. You know, I, I, um, I said it last week that, I said it last week that logic in my head if I'm looking at this 100% with, with, with my mind and logic, logic would say, now's the time to trade them, get something for them. Most people seem to think it's two number ones for Aaron Rodgers. Um, and that's a lot to give up for a guy that's not sure if he even wants to come back this season. So logic says you trade them now, you get a couple of number ones, you figure out the salary if indeed it's it's a mutual agreement that, you know, hey, it's time to part ways. Okay, I'm fine with that. You're fine with that. I'm good with that. Okay, whatever. And you make that move. Logic would tell me that. My green and gold glasses say that management within the Packers from what you kind of gather, surmise, hypothesize, whatever it is you want to say, that they really want one more. They want one more ch- before Mark Murphy rides off, before Rodgers rides off. They really want one more. And when you ask people around that team, if you had to say the starting quarterback next year going into training camp is, the answer very quickly comes out Aaron Rodgers. Unequivocally, it's Aaron Rodgers. It's, it's, that's going to be the guy. So, like I said, logic tells me you make the move. My heart tells me they want to run it back one more time. Uh, By the way, the NFL today informed that the 2023 salary cap is $224,800,000 per club. That's up 20. uh, Last year was uh, uh, $208,200,000. And in 2022, or uh, in 2021, it was 182 million, which was the COVID year, 182 and a half million. So it has jumped quite a bit, quite a bit. So it's up, what, uh, that's $16 million, more than $16 million uh, of cap availability going into this year, going into this year. So there you go. At least, and the NFL finally, because we were kind of waiting for that number to come out. The NFL finally giving us that number at two hundred twenty-four point eight million. I think the estimated salary cap was going to be right around two hundred twenty-seven. So maybe it's a couple million short of what people were anticipating, but it's still in that area, still kind of in that ballpark for what we were what we were figuring it would be. And the CV, CBA is a revenue sharing deal in the new media contract, seventeenth game, et cetera, all contributing to the rise that should continue to get pretty large when it comes to uh, the salary cap um, ceiling, so to speak. Uh, The league anticipates it's going to provide more info concerning total projected costs, including player benefits and such, come in early March. But uh, now you got a salary cap of $224.8 million. So start building your cap now. 
if you are uh, if you are NFL teams. There you go. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. we got a lot more to get to. A lot more to get to. Stay tuned. I'll continue. I, and i got to get to Tommy. I apologize. Tommy, I'll get to you. I promise. I lied to you the last segment, so I apologize. I'll get you first down of the shoot coming out. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. Mike Clemens wrapping it up with the final hour with us. Coming up in about an hour, 20 minutes from now. Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michaels Show coming up right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. 